0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Shape the Culture's weekly podcast where every week it is our goal, our aim, our mission to deliver straight to you, the people, an authentic, a creative, inspiring message, um, something that really promotes the belief in yourself. Every week it really is my goal to speak to something that is inside of you internally that really sets your soul on fire, makes you feel better about yourself, maybe makes you feel more comfortable in the situation that you are in. really just provide you with some reassurance that you're not alone. Um, Another big thing that we were big here at at Shape the Culture is creating a community, making sure that everybody feels accepted, everybody feels comfortable, and really creating that conversation for us to talk on an equal playing field about some of the life circumstances that we go through. You know, one of the big things that we always talk about is how, you know, life might place us in different conditions, different situations, um, but the principles of those lessons that we learn um the character lessons that we learn, the character education is is pretty much the same, but the situation and the circumstances might be different. Um, but really here at Shift the Culture, we're really big on community. So if you are a first-time listener, I just want to say thank you so much for taking this time to join our community, to step your foot in and be willing to listen and, and to learn. Um, I hope that as you listen, as you listen, you find something that you can resonate with, maybe something that you've thought about yourself before, you've had a conversation or discussion about with your colleagues or your family or your loved ones, um, and that you're encouraged to keep listening. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of your favorite podcast providers, um, and really just tune in, check us out, and listen to us each and every week, and also go back and listen to some of the previous episodes, because a lot of the times, the things and the concepts that we talk about connect. If you are a continuing listener, I just want to say thank you so much for continuing to join us on this journey, for continuing to be part of our family and our community. It means so much. Um, I really appreciate all the constructive criticism, all the conversation I'm able to create, all the reviews and ratings I receive and just feedback and commentary. That's my favorite thing that as people listen. You know They feel inspired to reach out to me in any way that they feel and let me know their thoughts on the message and everything that I said. And I just really appreciate that because here at Shaped the Culture, we really are big on being an open platform. And so this week, we will be continuing our series titled, Got Faith? Um, we will be continuing to look at the story of Daniel and talk about how faith can be practical and mystical at the same time. And so for the past two weeks, the past two messages, we've been in the chapter two of Daniel um, and really picking apart how Daniel's actions of faith, which started off small and practical, have led him to the arena of witnessing faith be miraculous and mystical. Um, And so last week we talked about how we can really put ourselves in the positions to be able to make miracles ourselves. Um, When we take those little steps of faith, such as requesting extra time on a deadline or, you know, asking somebody for help or maybe taking some time to just sit and wait before we make a decision and take a course of action and how that can be faith in the sense of, you know, we don't know what will happen with, with these results. We don't know what will happen with these requests. But, you know, we take that blind step of faith and say, you know what? This is what I know I need to do and what I focus on. And so that's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, so this week I will be reading from the end of, I will, will be reading the end of chapter two of Daniel. So I'm going to be going from verses 29 through, to 49 and they read like this. While you were stretched out on your bed, O King, thoughts came to you reg- regarding what is coming in the days ahead. The revealer of mysteries showed you what will happen, but the interpretation is given through me, not because I'm any smarter than anyone else in the country, but so that you will know what it means, so that you will understand what you dreamed. What you saw, O King, was a huge statue standing before you, striking in appearance and terrifying. The head of the statue was pure gold, the chest and arms were silver, the belly and hips were bronze, the legs were iron, and the feet were an iron-ceramic mixture. While you were looking at the statue, a stone cut out of a mountain by an invisible hand hit the statue, smashing its iron ceramic feet. Then the whole thing fell to pieces, iron, tile, bronze, silver, and gold, smashed to bits. It was like scrapes of old newspapers in a vacant lot in a hot, dry summer, blown every which way by the wind, scattered to oblivion. But the stone that hit the statue became a huge mountain, dominating the horizon. This was your dream. And now we'll interpret it for you, king. You, O king, are the most powerful king on earth. The God of heaven has given you the works, rule, power, strength, and glory. He has put you in charge of men and women, animals and birds all over the world. You are the head ruler, but your rule will be taken over by another king, kingdom inferior to yours. And that one by a third, a bronze kingdom, but still ruling the whole land. And after that, by a fourth kingdom, kingdom iron like in strength. Just as iron smashes things to bits, breaking and pulverizing, it will bust up the previous kingdom. But then the feet and toes that ended up as a mixture of ceramic and iron will deteriorate into a kingdom with some remains of iron in it. Just as the toes of the feet were part ceramic and part iron, it will end up a mixed bag of the breakable and unbreakable. That kingdom won't bond, won't hold together any more than iron and clay hold together. But throughout the history of these kingdoms, the God of heaven will be building a kingdom that will never be destroyed. Nor will this kingdom ever fall under the domination of another. In the end, it will crush the other kingdoms and finish them off and come through it all standing strong and eternal. It will be like the stone cut from the mountain by the invisible hand that crushed the iron, the bronze, the ceramic, the silver and the gold. The great God has let the king know what will happen in the years to come. This is an accurate telling of the dream, and the interpretation is also accurate. When Daniel finished, the king fell on his face in awe before Daniel. He he ordered the offering of sacrifices and burning of incense in Daniel's honor. He said to Daniel, your God is beyond question, the God of all gods, the master of all kings, and he solves all mysteries. I know because you've solved this mystery. Then the king promoted Daniel to a high position in the kingdom, lavished him with gifts, and made him governor over the entire province of Babylon Babylon, and the chief in charge of all the Babylonian wise men. And at Daniel's request, the king appointed his friends to administrative positions throughout Babylon while Daniel governed from the royal headquarters. So that was the end of chapter 2. And just so we can connect all the dots, chapter two we started with Daniel at the very beginning is is really minding his business, and it starts off from the perspective of the king. You know, so Daniel is is a captive servant. He's a royal servant, but he's still a captive under the king. And the king has this dream, this wild dream that he knows means something, but he can't interpret it for himself. And so he makes this request that. He wants one of the wise men to not only be able to interpret the dream for him, but to be able to tell him the dream that he had. And you know, at first, everybody is like, "This is impossible. This, there's no way that we can make this happen." And the king says, "They better find someone that can do it, or everybody's going to be executed." And so Daniel takes this this practical step of faith that we talked about, and he just asks for more time. He asked the king that before you execute everybody, just give us one more day, one more night to see what we can do, see what we can put together. And when he makes that request, he doesn't know what's going to happen. But the king ends up saying, yes, he says, "Okay, that's fine. And so Daniel goes deep into prayer. and, And then Daniel believes that he realizes the dream that the king has and he believes that God has given him a vision of what the interpretation is supposed to be, so so Daniel feels like okay, this worked. So then Daniel goes to the king and he says, you know, I'm ready. I I'm, I'm ready. I can I can tell you your dream. I can tell you your interpretation. And now we see from the completion, right, that now that Daniel was able to do that, and he was able to amaze the king, and he he placed himself in the position to be promoted, where now he's no longer really a captive, but you know he's in charge of of a lot of things now he's 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 top dog you know he's governing from the royal headquarters that his practical step of faith led him to something miraculous and daniel literally witnessed himself step in the position to make a miracle happen you know that is how you make a miracle but now through this vision you know we see that you know, we're sometimes able to see things without really seeing things. And and one of the most interesting things about faith in general is how it's this concept of being able to believe in what we can't see. You know, when you ask somebody what faith is, that's what they're going to tell you. But, you know, according to this definition, you have to really think that seeing in this definition must relate to only our physical sight because i believe that we do have the ability to see things in our minds you know we're able to have visions and dreams and even through other people you know we're able to see things that we can believe in and so we might not be able to see things physically but i see but i think part of our human nature is being able to see things spiritually and i love the story of daniel because i think daniel illustrates this for us through his vision and his interpretation of the king's dream because what Daniel saw wasn't something that he could see physically, like he couldn't reach out and touch it, but he witnessed it still. You know, he he had this vision of the statue and the mountain breaking through the statue. And he was able to clearly see all the different parts of the statue and the different materials from the copper and the iron and the clay. And he was able to see these actions form in the vision you know, in a dream, in a vision. And and it was metaphorical. You know, it was was things that were meant to make sense and connect dots, but it wasn't him actually seeing something. And so Daniel to actually still believe in this is still a form of faith, you know, because he formed a a visualization of what was to come in his mind. And the powerful thing about this technique of visualization and understanding is that, we have to really be able to understand its powers and its limits because it is such a powerful thing that you know we can visualize and we could see something and we can hold on you know to that visualization and you know have faith from that but we also have to be able to discern and make the difference between what we get caught up in our and what our mind wants us to see and what actually is reality because it's our human nature to automatically envision the most ideal situation and circumstances, you know. Even when we anticipate or expect trouble, we kind of see it going in our favor and kind of happening the way we would ideally like it to, you know. We're like, okay, we might get in trouble, this might not go exactly our way, but in the end it's still going to turn out in my favor. You know, we when we have a plan or a vision when we, when we feel like we're ready to take a next step in our career, our education, or our life, we feel like all the dots are just going to connect and everything's going to be sweet and jolly. But we can all relate to knowing that things rarely ever go as planned. And so I think that's also a big thing about Daniel's vision And then Daniel's interpretation, that was like a really powerful thing because I believe that Daniel in this moment unlocked a level of clarity that we can truly aspire to because inside the king's dream, there are so many details, right? There's so many details, like I said, with the the materials of the statue and even the way the statue was designed and all the different parts and then the mountain coming through it and then... Certain objects and statue crumbling before others. And I can only imagine that as the king is having this dream, you know, his mind was probably like racing. It's probably racing. And at first, he probably wanted to be able to say, okay, this must be something good. This must be something grand. This must mean that on the other side, you know, things are going to be amazing and everything is going to work out, you know. But I think that's why in the back of his head, he needed somebody to interpret it for him because he was confused himself. You know, he was confused with all the ideas and probably becoming distracted by the details. And then honestly, in reality, he probably understood that, okay, wait, not everything is going to go, you know, the way I planned it. This must be something else. And we see that once we strip away all of the extra, you know, that Daniel was really able to get to the root of the issue and be able to explain certain things to him in a, in a kind of a matter-of-fact sort of sort of way, right? And Dan, that's because Daniel was able to see the dream with clarity. And I and I think about ourselves when we always say, you know, everything in hindsight is 2020. Because, you know, I think that once we get filled up with these grand ideas and dreams and schemes and plans, you know, we kind of do that to ourselves. We get caught up with all the ideas and the details but then after the fact maybe after we've completed what we've wanted to complete it, maybe after we have achieved what we've wanted to achieve or the situation that we are going through settles down the storm kind of fades away we got, we start kind of realizing how simple things were like oh wait that wasn't you know necessarily so grand and so mystical and magical but it did happen and it was impactful and i and i learned this and i gained this but i also lost this But it is kind of matter of fact where it is kind of simple, it's ordered, you know, it's ordered steps and it's detailed. But we have to recognize that that's still faith. You know, that was us still believing in something that, like I said, we couldn't physically see. But spiritually, we were inclined to kind of see something and we kind of had a preview, you know, and a vision, a dream of something that was meant to happen. And Daniel focused on the specifics and really the principles of the issue. You know, Daniel's interpretation was concerned with the welfare of the kingdom, the people, and really the effects of the king's actions. It was really nothing more and nothing less than that. And, you know, and he had to break that down. And we can learn from this because as we live and grow, dream and work, we have to understand that we will never be able to plan everything accordingly. We won't be able to make sure that everything goes exactly how we want it to and we would really be better off focusing on what we can control which is how we treat people how we conduct business how we give and also how we receive how we provide support for ourselves and others and how we ensure that we contribute to the welfare of ourselves and others and i and i truly believe that if we can keep ourselves focused on these things then the natural evolution of life and progression would take care of itself and outside of the vision You know, what I really love about Daniel's story as a whole is that it's a testament to this. You know, Daniel never could have imagined he would go through everything he went went through. And if we go back to the beginning, you know, where we learn that Daniel is this young, intelligent, capable, handsome young man of nobility that, you know, he probably did have high ambitions at first and thought he would be royalty and thought, you know, he was meant to serve, you know, right hand to a king and he was meant to be you know of high status and he was meant to be able to be a man of God and interpret dreams and see visions. But never would he have imagined that he would find himself achieving these high ambitions through the role of a servant slash captive. You know, and that's really what happened. You know Daniel went through all of this. He he his land was taken over. He was thrown into service unwillingly. They tried to change his name. They tried to break his faith, you know, break his spirit. And then through all of that, though, through him staying down, through him staying patient, like I said, taking those small steps of asking to switch his diet, asking for more time, you know, relying on, you know, the visions that he had, having faith in the visions that are in his head, you know. We see him now promoted to a high position in the kingdom, lavished with gifts and made governor over the entire province. You know, he's chief in charge of all the wise men. And, you know, that is miraculous. That is that mystical faith, but it came from something very practical. And, you know, in this week, I really wanted us to focus on, you know, our own visions, our own dreams and our own ways of seeing things without really seeing things, but being able to believe in those because... Sometimes seeing can be believing, but also believing is seeing. If you believe in something, I truly believe that you're able to see it spiritually and you can hold on to that and use that as your anchor for your faith. And so this week, I really want us to be motivated by that, to hold on to our visions, to hold on to our dreams. But I also want us to be, you know, wise to the reality that, yeah, just because you see it in a vision and in a dream, you know. You have to sometimes be willing to strip away some of those extra details, like I said, and get to the root of the issue. You know, focus on those practical things that you can do each and every day to make that grand vision happen. But realize that sometimes it's not always going to be as grand as you may envision it, but it's still going to be faith. It's still going to be miraculous and it's still going to be your reality. So, thank you once again for tuning in to Shape the Coach's weekly message. I hope you enjoyed your time here. Like I said, I hope you heard something that will set you on fire for this week, will, will help anchor you and ground you, give you some more belief and confidence in yourself as you make decisions throughout the week. Next week, we will be continuing this series. Until then, I love you all and I'll talk to you next week.